We're going to cross over the UK now to Brighton, where England uh, squad have been for the last two weeks uh, for their pre-training camp for the World Cup. And Nick Evans, a former All Black, now coaching the England side. It'll be interesting to know, see who he was cheering on. Nick Evans, good morning to you. How you going, guys? You all right? Good, mate. Good. Obviously, you would have been watching that Ashes series, the big finale, Nick Cummins. Uh, uh, Pat Cummins, sorry, and uh, Nathan Lyon getting the job done in the end, mate. Are you a fan of England? Were you supporting them? Obviously, you're in camp, so you're probably forced to. Uh, there's, a, um, uh, there's a couple of Kiwis uh, leading that, so obviously Baz and, um, and Stokesy are, are leading that, so um, it's hard not to kind of cheer for them, and being up here for nearly 16 years now, um, wow. kind of, like my kids, my kids forced me to do it now, uh, pretty much, so, and especially against the, uh, the, the brothers from across the ditch, so, now no, what a finish though, um, now brilliant, brilliant advertisement for uh, Test Cricket. Hey, yeah, Nick, beautiful, how, mate, it was. Hey Nick, how old are the kids? Uh, mate, I've got one who's just finished A-level, so 17. Um, she's into the, going into the old wide world. And then I've got 10 and 6. So the 10-year-old's into footy, like full footy, um, loves it. Uh, and then the 6-year-old just bounces off the walls, mate, as they do. Well, English English <laughs> passports, mate. So so are they sporty? Both the kids? Are they are they actually yeah, looking to yeah. play, play sport? Yeah, the middle one probably more. So he's, he's in the football academy up here. Um, and, and it's a numbers game up here, so... Like it's you know he's training like three times a week and plays a game on a Sunday. He's only ten and he's you know he's doing two hours three times a week um, and then trains and, and, and travels. So he's on their books and as I said, mate, it's like a numbers game. It's football malarkey, but um, it's it's pretty full on. But he enjoys it and gets stuck into to everything else as well. Football? You mean like the the, the round ball? Or you're talking you're talking rugby? Would you like me to say soccer? No, no I, ju- I just want to clarify because I, I prefer Come football on, as well. But, you know, you know, I know what you're saying. Kimpy, Kimpy's starting to sound like a crusader. I thought he's trying to poach your kids there for a second, mate, um, and get them over. You reckon they play for England or New Zealand if, if they get the opportunity? Oh, mate. Well, mate, with the money that's up here, they can stay up here as long as they want with the football, with the football business. Um, Rugby-wise, mate, I'll, send them, I'll definitely send them back down. Good man. Dad. Dad retiring at uh, the old age of 49, 50. That's on the cards, eh, Nick Evans, mate? mate hey, uh, if, we appreciate you. Go you. the right way. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Agent hey, Evans. mate, what's been happening? <laughs> Agent Evans. What's been happening, mate? You've obviously had a two-week camp. Um, How's that going? Yeah, yeah, good, mate. Good, good. Um, actually out of camp at the moment. I'm just back at Quinn's for a bit. Um, just just mm. back coaching them uh, at the start of the preseason. So um, England are going through kind of, they've, they've got a three-stage camp um, process at the moment because we've only just finished uh, semi-finals and finals of the domestic comp up here. So uh, all the guys, all the, the players um, in the semi-finals are only due back this week. Um, you know, like top 14, the French League's only just finished this weekend. So, um, as you guys know, it's a pretty marathon domestic competition up here. So, there's a bit of a, a three-step process in terms of camps, um, and the, the boys are just working hard, um, just kind of developing the game. Uh, it, it, it's interesting because England uh, are going to be in a pretty interesting position. Like the, the, the plan was Eddie Jones to take them to the World Cup, but obviously he he got chucked out, and, and Steve's come in and. I think it's, um, you know, the, the process will just be hard to beat. Um, you know, real simple game plan, hard to beat, make a real good defence, um, have a solid kicking game as you need in the, in the World Cup and, and then kind of take teams to, to, to a place where, you know, anything can happen. 
Hey, Nick, just on just on that when you're talking about defence, you got Kevin Sinfield in there. He's come and you know had that wonderful um, league career with Great Britain and and of course Leeds. What, what's it been like sitting there um, listening to him talking defence as a as a defensive coach? He's um he's he's a brilliant human being, mate. Um, you've obviously seen all the things he's done. Uh, you know, charity-wise for Rob Burrow and, um, you know, and uh, you know the, the illness that he has and, um, and things. You know, he runs marathons. You know, he does a half marathon every other day. He's unbelievable. Um, but he's an inspirational guy. Um, you know, for all that he's done in rugby league for Leeds up here, um, you know, his kind of reputation is, is, is unbelievable in the world of uh, rugby league and sport up here. And, and it, just the way he speaks, um, you know, he's a motive guy and he, he, he just gets guys really really wanting to play for him um, so so he's been brilliant he's been really really brilliant and he's the first one to hold his hand up and say he doesn't know everything about defence um, but he knows what it takes emotionally um, and he knows what it takes attitude wise so so England will be good England, England will be good defensively at, at, at the World Cup um, and they'll be hard to break down well, on the flip side, attack. We've had um, a couple of pundits from the UK over uh, on the show down under and um, just talking to them about the mindset, and we know what kind of player you were, and you're a very attacking mindsetted player. You, you know, you got great skills. Are you able to implement that into England's um, kind of style at the moment? Do, do you feel like if they were able to play an expansive game, the skill sets could suit and match, or is that kind of a, a work in progress for yourself? That will be a that will be a big work in progress. So so what's going to happen is is this probably hasn't got the news hasn't gone down there. Like I'm I'm not going to go to the World Cup. I'm going to stay at Quinns because um, I'm contracted to Harlequins. So they've, they've basically kind of blocked my my ability to go to the World Cup. So the Six Nations and the lead up um, was uh, was 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 for me to be be in there. Um, to answer your question, like um, mate, it's, it's a work in progress. Um, they'll like. The skill level is there. Um, certainly, through through the younger younger levels, it's, it's getting better. Um, but it's, as you said there, mate, it's a it's a mindset. Um, and if your coaches have a mindset around uh, a bit more pragmatism around the game, um, that that filters down, as you know. So, uh, I think you'll see just purely from the fact that Eddie Jones left and Steve's come in, and there's only been a like, they've had a Six Nations together, um, they've had a couple of camps, and then they're going to go to a World Cup. Um, and you know how hard it is to implement a attacking game plan, especially if you're going to move the ball around. You know, you've got to have feel. You've got to have trust in each other. You've got to know what the guy inside you and the guy outside is going to do. So that's going to take a lot of time. So as I said before, uh, England England will be hard to beat. They're going to make themselves as hard to beat as they can, um, and then they'll just look to take opportunities where they can. Nick, just expanding on what Izzy's asked you there, what you know, can you give us a little bit of understanding on the thought process of someone like Steve Borthwick when it, it comes to coaching? Because we look at it obviously and think, oh, it's ten man rugby. They don't do a lot with the ball. They just they just you know looked for set piece and then capitalise on mistakes. Can you can you kind of expand on that on that mindset? Yeah, it's, um, I think it, it's, it comes comes a lot from identity, um, and I think one of the great things around the product up here, around domestically, is certainly we've got a lot of different teams that have different identities, which is fantastic. Um, you know, every week you're, you're playing against a different attacking system. You might be up against a Leicester or Saris, which are very, uh, or say, which is very much like in England, uh, which is physicality, um, set piece dominance, um, you know, high press and defence, and a very very strong kicking game. Um, you know, in their half, it's get out and stay out and then um, force pressure on the opposition. 
and then the next week you'll come up against the Bristol or, or my club Quinns, which is which is very much play what you see. Um, you know, not trying to coach robots, uh, try and try and entertain, which is which is a big part of our identity at Quinns. Um, but I think you guys both know and, and, and probably appreciate international footy, especially test level. You've got to have strong parts of the game, and certainly the kicking game and uh, and, and defensive is, is part of that. Um, I think now, like you, you've got to be able to score points. Um, if you're going to beat France, if you're going to beat Ireland, you've got to score points against them because they're they're brilliant at the moment. And the same same for New Zealand. So look, England England will have to just stay in the fight, mate. They're just going to look to stay in the fight. Steve um, is a very stat-based guy. He's very very driven by that. Uh, he he is a really good clear. Um, process on what wins Tier One Nation Test matches, um, and and having a strong defence and kicking game is is part of that. So they'll lean on that probably more so than their attack. Has he not been watching Bears, mate? Throw the laptop out the window. <laughs> I don't think so, mate. I don't think so. As I said, mate, uh, I try, I try my best, but um, <laughs> I try limited limited time to get in there. I'm going to try and catch up with Bears when when the uh, when the Ashes is finished and, and, and have a chat and see how he's how he's doing things because um, yeah, he certainly they've certainly turned that mindset around and obviously they lost today, but. Um, there's there's a changing of identity there with the personnel that they've got, and um, they've done a brilliant job. So it can be done. Beautiful. Al, you played a lot at ten, and you're a, you're a fantastic ten. Who's leading the? Who's front runner to take the ten jersey for England? Uh, Marcus Smith, Owen Farrell. You got George Ford. Is there anyone else? And who who's in favour in your in your eyes? Yeah, it'll be it'll be it'll be definitely be one of those three, mate. Um, I think they'll they'll take all three of them. Uh, in my opinion, they'll they'll use Farrell as a as a twelve as well. Um, they they all bring something different. Um, you know, Farrell's like the ultimate competitor. Um, unbelievable in terms of his um, his drive for the team. Um, you know, the guy the guys follow him and he speaks very well. He's he's physical. He's, he understands the plan and he can lead them lead the team around. George Ford has a bit of both. He can he can play a bit. Um, can bring bring the forwards into the game, can move the ball about. Marcus is just your X factor, mate. He's he's your unpredictable guy. Um, he's the one that can tear defences open. Um, I'd love to see him play more. Um, I'm not sure if he will uh, because he's probably third in the picking order around his kicking game and, and probably around defence with with George. So um, I, I think uh, I think it'll be close between Farrell and, and, and George. Um, I think whoever doesn't play will probably not sit on the bench. I think that he'll probably have Marcus on the bench for when it gets into that situation where he needs something or he wants to break the game open. He's the perfect guy to bring on. Hey, Nick, I just want to ask you a question. Just, you know, we talk about it a lot down here. We've seen a couple of clubs up there fold, and, and you mentioned it that um, you're not going to the to the Rugby World Cup. What's it, what is it like, the relationship between the clubs and the English um, RU? You know, how, how come there's that, dis, uh, I guess, that disparity around, you know, putting them first as opposed to the club? Can you explain how that works for us? Yeah, it's, um, it's, uh, it's a bit different because I think if you look at the island, Ireland and New Zealand model, um, it's, you know, it's Team All Blacks and Team Ireland. Um, you know, everything's aligned to make uh, Ireland and New Zealand the best team that could possibly be. Um, you know, Ireland are pretty much the Leinster team, obviously with a, with a few people uh, coming from the other provinces. Uh, you know, New Zealand's obviously made up now of a, of a bit more, but back in the day, you know, predominantly, uh, um, you know, uh, one team would, would dominate the... You know, Izzy's day was probably more so the Crusaders. You know, it used to be the uh, the Blues, but whatnot. But everything's made to make the All Blacks the best the best team it can be. Um, England, you've got well, I was going to say you've got 12 teams. You've got 10 now um, that are all privately owned. That that the owners want 
the club to win. Um, you know, they, they've got no interest in, in how they help the RFU, uh, and there's always going to be a battle between, um, you know, Premier Rugby, the RFU, or Premier Rugby who governs the, the clubs, and the RFU who, who look after England. Um, so that pathway is, is, can be can be really tough. Um, what's what you're seeing at the moment with the clubs folding, which is which is brutal and really sad up here. You know, a lot of guys that just they've just lost their job, um, not just players but but staff as well, is is, is a pure fact that. As I said before, the product on the field is brilliant. Um, you know, up here with with top forty with Europe and and domestically, the, the rugby's outstanding. You know, there's brilliant players. There's just the the money's not there at the moment. The the salary caps are there, and there's no one governing these clubs and and, and monitoring how they're spending their money. Um, and, and three clubs have, have have fallen away from the pure fact that that they just haven't managed their own businesses and they haven't managed it well enough. Um, and people just don't want to buy rugby clubs anymore. Um, it's not. It's you're going to lose money. Um, you, you're going to have to wipe debt, and it's tough to it's tough to bridge that gap. So, it's a it's a tough position they're in at the moment. Um, and you know we we need a we need people in the right position at the top level um, to, to, to fix it. I think 10, 10 teams is probably what everyone wants up here and we can now look to probably franchise it hopefully a little bit more. Um, the, the people want to watch the best players play against the best players and before or currently at the moment during the Six Nations we've been playing and all our best players go away uh, and you wonder why people don't come and watch. Is there any thought, Nick, uh, or has there been any conversation about, you know, in football, obviously we talked about that earlier with your, with your son, but they have financial fair play where you're only allowed to spend X amount of your turnover on your team to try and keep clubs sustainable. Has there been any talk about introducing anything like that? Yeah, so we have a salary cap. Um, we do have a salary cap and it's, it's dropped. Uh, it's dropped to 5.2 um, from 6.4. Uh, in comparison... Uh, the French league, I think they operate at about 12. So you know the, that is almost double what we what, what we can play for our players. The idea of dropping it was was to again help uh, around squad sizes, um, but unfortunately it's just kind of inflated that the, the top players will still get paid what they get paid, um, and people have now just looked to, to invest in the young players. So you get this middle bridge of players that that, that have had their salaries cut by about 25 to 30 percent. Um, which is which is which has made it pretty tough as well. So, yep, we do have a salary cap, um, and it, it does, you know, stop spending a little bit. Um, but unfortunately, now, um, you know, the, the wage wages are just going up, and and our salary cap's going down, and and we just lose players. We're losing players to the big clubs in France. We're losing players to the big clubs in in Japan. I mean, there's not many teams. I mean, when I when I came over here in 2008, there was a steady stream of of All Blacks and good All Blacks maybe more so to the end of their career, but even some that were still at their peak coming over and playing in the English league. I mean, you don't really see that much now. Uh, it's not as as lucrative as it was before. So it's, you know, we want to get the best English players, but we also want to have a, a real good steady stream of good quality foreign players up here as well. And, and that's probably not where it used to be uh, as it was before. Yeah, it's crazy times. Eh? It's interesting to watch it all unfold down here and and see what's taking place, mate. It's never a good thing when you see players um, losing financial uh, sta- uh, stability and and things like that. So we'll be watching the space with interest, mate. Just quickly before we let you go, we had a quiz on the show, and if you want to get into Ricardo, this is your chance. Here was our <laughs> question number three: Nick Evans played sixteen tests for the All Blacks. Who did his only All Black loss come against? You want me to answer that? 
<laughs> no. This is your time to have a have a go at him, mate. This is your time to have a mate, go at him. that is horrendous. You want, you want me to bring that? <laughs> you want me to bring mate, that? Oh, man. That is what I gave me nightmares. Gave me nightmares. And I said, poor Mate, gave you nightmares. Gave you nightmares. What, what happened, Nick? Was it your, was it your kicking okay. game? Oh, oh. Oh. Uh, no, it definitely wasn't that. It was a little bit, a little bit uh, higher up than that, I think. Yeah. <laughs> right, Nick, we always, I, I always try and put questions in the quiz relating to guests who were coming on the show. But uh, Tim from Christchurch, who had to answer that question, reacted much like you did. He said it still gives him nightmares. So, and that well, was a guy Tim, in Christchurch taking you, the mate. quiz. I'm with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's uh, yeah, that's one for a yeah, that's one for another time probably. Yeah. <laughs> After leave, a few beers, yeah, we'll leave that on a space bottle cap, mate. Leave it on a space <laughs> bottle cap. Yeah, hundred percent. Hey, 100%. mate, will you ever come home, Nick? Uh, yeah, no, definitely. I, I mean, no, I mean, I've been planning to try and come over for the last few years, but you know what rugby's like, especially yeah. if you're a coach. She's a pretty, uh, she's a pretty tough market to get into. But now nah, I'll, I'll bring the family home definitely one day, um, and and try and give back to to New Zealand rugby in, in some capacity. You won't be like coming home. Point of difference. You won't be coming home if you got the next Beckham. <laughs> well, no, that's true, mate. If he if he turns out to be that, then no, I'll I'll buy a house and I'll live. Summer, summer, the summer. That's what I'll be doing. <laughs> the eternal summer with Nick Evans. It sounds like a TV show. I like it. I like it. Uh, Nick, thanks very much for your time, brother. Go well, and uh, no worries, mate. Uh, yeah, appreciate your time. By the by, the way, the Blues are looking for a head coach. Just to live and appoint at anyone if you're looking, mate. Just quietly. Um, I'll send my CV in. Yeah, do that, mate. Do that, <laughs> Nick Evans. Thank you very much. too. go well. It is seven twenty-two here on Izzy and Kempi for breakfast. Thanks to Chemist Warehouse, the real house of fragrance.